This is Sports Best. Might I say the spring edition of Sports is Best. There are so many sports right now. I'm about ready to explode. He is Andrew Peeps Keller. I am Larry Olson. We need to start the show today, very importantly, with an update to the NCAA tournament bets. We need to know how things shook out with you and Uncle Kirk. Well, we talked about this earlier, and I we just were betting here and there throughout the tournament, and I could not miss um, when I had UCLA plus 14. Kirk's like, you can't lose them all, right? So I got to almost $500 up on Kirk after that game. And what? Yeah, after after that game was over, I was uh, I was a little bit inebriated, and, and I saw the line immediately came out. Gonzaga minus five point five. Basically, Gonzaga's got to win by six for me to win, and I was like, I don't like that bet. And uh, Kirk offered to take Baylor at plus five and a half, so he basically thought Baylor was going to cover. And uh, I said, quote, I think Baylor's going to win, so I can't take Gonzaga. So Kirk's like, how about we bet the over-under? And I said, I never bet the over-under. And then the booze kicked in. I said, I'll take Gonzaga minus 5.5 for $700. And I figured I was betting with his money at that point. And uh, I mean, I don't know if I would have felt better if the game had been better, but Gonzaga was down by about 10 points the entire game. I, f- I feel like the final, they lost by 17. So it gave me something to do. Uh, I'm really not down that much, but uh, a-, a lesson to the kids out there, don't bet when you're drinking, especially if you don't believe it. I knew in my heart Baylor was going to win, and uh, well, I didn't, I don't know. It was, it was a bad bet, and here we are. It's the classic Uncle Curve bet. He gets down, 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 then he puts you right where he wants you, and then he takes it all back. Yeah, going on tilt. And the the dangerous thing about Kirk is you can pretty much bet anything, and he'll take it. And so when you start getting bigger numbers, some people will be like, ah, I don't want that bet. But Kirk will take the big bets, and he will – maybe he always comes out ahead. I was looking at my Square Cash app. I didn't tell him this yet. But uh, Lifetime, he has paid me more than I've paid him. So that's not all bets. But that's still okay. That's something fun to think about. Yeah, it's funny how many times you think you're making a joke bet to him, and then he takes it, and you're like, damn, I thought he was not going to do that. Yeah. Well, it was a fun run. It made the tournament a lot more enjoyable. And maybe another tip to the kids out there, when you can legally bet, bet on games. It makes you want to watch them more. Real quickly, Gonzaga did not become the first team in 45 years to complete a perfect season and win. Baylor won it. I don't know if you remember uh, Coach Drew came in in like 2003 took over the Baylor program that's when one of the uh, members of the team at Baylor had been caught murdering a teammate and then the coach at Baylor was caught on tape telling players to paint him as a drug dealer that's why he killed people the, the, the team was in shatter so it really, during, I know the game, still- during the game last night they they showed a, a clip from his press conference in 03 and he's like we're not here to make it to the tournament we're here to win tournament games and win the tournament which every coach says but it's a good narrative right before they were going to win the game and i think one of the interesting things they pointed out in the broadcast was about how going in a completely undefeated season is a bigger deal now but like back then ucla did it like two out of three years and it was like okay someone did an undefeated season but now we've gone on a stretch which makes it a lot more interesting and gonzaga didn't win and um well that's i don't know i was just thinking kind of like five thousand foot view perspective i don't know if i've seen baylor ever win anything 
yeah, I mean, they'd never won a basketball championship before. Their football teams have been top 10 perennially the last couple of years. But. Um, so let's move on to next year. The betting boards are out. The top favorites to win the tournament next year, which I always love to do. Of course, UCLA, Michigan, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, your big schools. Um, what's interesting to know about next season is that um, the pandemic has sort of disrupted high school basketball. So they haven't really been able to recruit. They don't know who to recruit. And also the pandemic is like, who's going to come out of college this year and go play in the NBA next year. So it's really unsettled. And I think that's going to move the betting line, but it's kind of disrupting all the forces down the line. Well, first of all, I've said this before about other sports, but I don't like how early we're getting the preseason favorites to win it. Like, I love that. They wrote this story before yeah. the, the championship was even over. Yes. But th there's also a thing that's moving the line is I think with the pandemic, they're allowing people to transfer without penalty. And so there could be a lot more movement between teams. And I mean – it's easy to write an article after Baylor wins a national championship saying Baylor's the favorite to win. Okay. That's great. Um, I don't, maybe now's the time to place a large, a large dollar bet with Kurt. He'll no, no. I, I love the idea of some guy at ESPN has written this article. He's just waiting for the one shining moment to play. And then he hits send. And then the article goes out. Who's going to win next year. I love that. Or it's possible. Did he write it with a different spin? You know how they have for the super bowl. They have the, the bills, 1992 Super Bowl champion and the Cowboys. And so they have them printed. They have the shirts printed and then they give the, 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 the rejects out. So maybe <laughs> multiple articles, maybe there was a Gonzaga article written saying Gonzaga favored to win because they went undefeated. I think both articles could have been written for sure. Yeah. Well, we have a little promotion going on. And if you want to tell us who you think is going to win next year, we can send our top five listeners a code for assault on VA 33 now on digital Sean Patrick Flannery stars in action packed thriller assault on VA 33 army veteran Jason Hill visits his VA hospital when terrorists infiltrate the building and take hostages outnumbered Hill finds he is now one of the last line of defense against armed insurgents and must take back the building and save his wife before it's too late bring home the action and buy it or rent Assault on VA33 on digital tonight. It's rated R from Paramount Pictures. So tell us who you think is going to win NCAA tournament next year, and we'll give you a code to stream this for free. And Ooh. I think that's a pretty great deal. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. So they've been doing this for a while, but it reminded me last night watching the game at Lucas oil stadium, how strange it is when they put a basketball court in a stadium that is not designed for <laughs> basketball. They have that big partition that cuts off. People are on the third deck. I don't know if, I mean, even if Colorado was in the final game and someone said, Hey, you can sit on the third deck. I wouldn't, I don't think I would go. I don't know. My, my friend went to Indianapolis. He's a, major Baylor supporter and he went to the games I'm curious to see what his thought on it was but uh, I don't know what do you think I think I think it was interesting you know they usually do hold the final four in some big giant football stadium I remember for yeah. UCLA they had it at the kingdom whatever those years ago in Seattle um and then I was wondering well what they don't really need all that space because of the pandemic because fans aren't going to be there so they could have done it in, in, in a high school gym theoretically yeah, I guess they already had the contract with Lucas Oil. I remember when this first started, they were saying that like the players were having depth perception issues because the fans were like 30 yards away as opposed to being courtside. 
I don't know. All that to say, we had a two-year wait for the NCAA tournament, and I thought it it uh, definitely paid off. I, I'm still going to talk about how I don't think this, the selection committee did that great of a job. Why was a number 11 seed in the Final Four? And I think that's on the selection committee. That's not the magic of March Madness, and that's me being a naysayer. You you were on the verge of winning almost $1,000 off of Uncle Kirk, and you're still complaining about the seeds in the tournament? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that... That helped me uh, get that early lead that I had. And maybe I'm just bitter that I'm down 200. I don't know. Hey, dang. <sighs> Betting. Um, did you, my, my big question would be, it's been two years. Did you cry when One Shining Moment came out? Did you shed the tears? No. I watched the One Shining Moment you sent me. And uh, it's, it's forced cheesiness. I, I wasn't, I got a little bit more choked up when they showed the video of, the Gonzaga players, like the guy that he hit the game-winning shot against UCLA and he celebrated for a second and as opposed to just running in circles around, all the Gonzaga players like hugged the UCLA players. And I thought that was more touching than the the produced one shining moment. I feel like the non-friend of the program, Barry, uh, our good friend Barry, cries every year when one shining moment. I feel like he literally cries tears every year when he watches. Well, Barry, give us a call and let us know if you cried this year. Um, I'm going to put the over-under on one call, and I'm going to take the under. Very exciting news. I, I know you know that baseball season is underway, and I happen to be watching a little bit of the ESPN highlights. Super exciting. Shoei Atani, Angels pitcher and hitter, became just the third pitcher over the last 45 seasons to hit for himself in a game with the designated hitter available. He's also the first pitcher to bat second for a team since 1903. Guess what he did as hitter and pitcher? He hit a home run, tossed five pretty good innings for the Angels, and then in the fifth inning, someone slid and took him out at home plate. <laughs> and he had to leave the game. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that was kind of his big thing when he was coming in the majors that he could hit and pitch, and uh, that when people worried that that wasn't going to be – like you need to focus on one, and he's kind of maybe the – Bo Jackson's not a great analogy, yes. but it's like you can do both. The sneaky part of this story that I didn't really know, maybe because it's in Orange County, but I was yes. I was watching the game and there was a good amount of people at that game. And I feel like Texas grabbed all the headlines for having people at opening day. But uh, Angel Stadium was there was people about people were milling. And so I think people were just going to slide back into sports and uh, people are just going to show up. As you know, Anaheim, Orange County is the Dallas of Southern California. Very conservative like to tote their guns and not wear masks, Sander. Well, also the people in Orange County sometimes refer to it as anacrime because it's not <laughs> the best area of Orange County. Anacrime. I think we could talk to the city planner about that. You have yeah, we could get him on the line. But they, they, I mean, seriously, they really want people to come back to Disneyland and they want people to come to Angels games. They need their hurt for money. So fill, fill her up. If you do go to Disneyland right now, uh, one rule if you get inside the park is no screaming is allowed. I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but no screaming is allowed. Love well, it. speaking of rules and regulations, the state of Georgia passed a new measure into law about voting. It's a 98-page measure. There's a lot of talk about it. We saw that Major League Baseball pulled out of Atlanta for their All-Star game, and reports say it's going to Colorado 
I did a good amount of research on this and I don't really know what this 98 page measures is about. It feels like the propositions that come up vote no on prop 38 vote. Yes. on am Like, I don't know what is in this from what I can find. There's a, there's a I, photo ID requirement for absentee uh, mail. If you want to mail in your vote by absentee, you need a photo ID, which I don't understand how that works. You're not allowed to hand out snacks to people in line. Um, do you know about, do you know what this says? I don't understand what the outrage is. Maybe it's, it's a uh, valid, but I don't know why. Well, the one thing that I was just shocked by this was that baseball MLB is not the most progressive of the sports. No. Like NBA, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. they're on and off. I just baseball, like all of a sudden they were just out of the all-star game. There was no chit chat. It was like, we're gone. We're moving the game. Right. They heard, they, they saw which way the wind was blowing. Uh, one, I mean, this is a Fox news angle. And I mean, you know, generally the position of Fox news and you know, generally the position of CNN, but Fox news had a story about showing the MLB, uh, their website saying, if you have tickets on will call, a photo ID is required. And one of the big sticking points of this Georgia thing is you should not need a, vo a photo ID to vote. I know in California, you need a photo ID to get a vaccine. You need a real ID or two forms of ID to fly. Again, I want to know what this is. And maybe after we get off this recording, I'm going to do a little bit more research. But I don't know what it is. I just I like the once again, sports leagues getting into like a politically correct blah, blah, blah. And then so, of course, Augusta, the big golf tournament is held in Georgia. Yep. And they're like, Augusta needs to change his way. They need, the, No, 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 no. Oh, Augusta's not changing nothing. Augusta is going to be the last <laughs> yeah. to change. Like, they are the <laughs> most backwards. Uh, but I do want to point out that the, the All-Star Game has not been in Colorado since 1998. And friend oh. of the show, Ryan Patrick Keller, attended that game for uh, – we were both working for a guy that owned a Beanie Baby store or chain of stores and that year they were giving out the glory bear they went with i think twenty thousand dollars in cash and the three of them were just buying beanie babies off people trying to resell them if you try to buy a glory bear today on ebay in mint condition they're going for about 240 dollars i think they were going for thousands back then and how did they end up did they did they win they bought they a bunch of them that guy what he did is he kept doubling down on his stores and he was in like six states and the bottom fell out of the Beanie Babies, and uh, I don't think he came out in the black on that one. But he he was in seven seven digits in in uh, equity in those companies. I only inserted this story into the lineup because I feel like for some particular reason you were talking about Rookie of the Year, like who's going to win the Rookie of the Year? We never never mm -hmm. know. Well, there's this crazy story: this White Sox batter, Yerman Mercedes, first five at bats in Major League this season he went five for five on friday then saturday night he started off with a home run so he's six for six that's how he started the season this reserve catcher for the white Sox. in four games he's 12 for 18 with three doubles a home run six rbi and four runs scored his 12 hits are the most player in the modern era over his four first four career starts i know you love the stats that's why i wanted to get that in there i love the stats i saw scott van pelt said that this guy is on track to bat 800 for the year everyone loves projecting <laughs> out and i'm going to project out that mercedes is going to bat 800 on the year so that's uh, good on him this fun guy to root for he like has bounced around he's not some phenom or anything he bounced around the leagues for a while he's 28 years old he's not like some guy who's was came from a great family and all this good stuff. Good story. He's worked his way in. Let's root for Yerman Mercedes.
I'm going to root for him. But one thing I want to say, um, whether you agree with MLB pulling out of the, all, the out of Atlanta or not, I want to say emphatically, MLB, stop with the Mercedes and car jokes. They tweeted, Mercedes is now in the driver's seat. It's yes. low-hanging fruit. It's not it funny. It's not creative. Yes. It is I mean, this guy definitely, if he keeps on this pace, he can get a sponsorship by the company. But uh, anyway, I guess a little more shade on MLB from me. He, he better have a good agent because he. you're right. He could have had like five cars by now. Great endorsement. He'll, he'll be driving in a G-Wagon. The German. least That's the number one car I would not buy as a G-Wagon. <laughs> G-Wagon, G-Wagon. <laughs> so we're talking about Augusta and as we know it's a different time of year this year because of the pandemic but we are coming up on Masters weekend and the betting has commenced I have never partaken in the Ooh. interns Masters pool Ooh. because I don't know much enough about golf to bet but we got Dustin Johnson is a perennial favorite to win this. He has won. He has had five wins in the last 10 months. And in the last two masters, Tiger Woods is the only one that has beaten him. So Dustin Johnson is, seems to be on pace to win it. Who are you picking as your favorite to win the masters this year? Well, listen to this. This is what I'll say about DJ. DJ wins when nobody's thinking about him. And then he loses when everybody picks him. There is no way DJ is winning the Masters this year. Is DJ the new lefty? Um, he might be. He might very well be. He's the number one player in the world. But I tell you, I swear, when everybody thinks he's going to win, I know this because I played fantasy golf for a little bit, he never wins. So everybody's picking him to win or repeat as the Masters champ. There is none way he's going to do that. I don't know if this was a winged foot. It was the epic collapse of lefty. Yeah. Was it Wingfoot? I remember that. I've watched a lot of golf, and I vividly remember watching that collapse and feeling feeling so sad about that. I don't think there's going to be a collapse by DJ. I just feel like he might not even make the cut this weekend. He just right. fizzles. Well, I want to say right now, um, intern Kirk, give me a call, but I want to say double or nothing on that bet that Tiger, Witt, Tiger Woods is going to win the Masters this oh year. I think Tiger Woods is going to hobble around. He'll get the, the golf cart exception, and uh, we'll, we'll – We'll have a good guy going. I will that. say whoever wins the Masters, this is my sort of theory. I don't know if our intern's going to put together his normal uh, Augusta pool. It's always about the guy who has a story, the best story. Like Phil Mickelson's had good stories. Bubba Watson has had good stories in the Masters. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Patrick Reed has this crazy story about his family disowning him, blah, blah, blah. It's always like a good DJ. He was the number one golfer in the world. It's always so someone who has this is going to have this great story about winning the Masters this year. What do you think the mat like if the Masters got super woke, would they play it at a different course or would they recreate the exact course yeah. in a neighboring state? Like, how would that even look? Dude, I mean, I can't. Every single president since James Harding has been a, a member there. They got all these people, like, they are never moving that tournament. And they don't get, remember that whole flub about they needed a woman member. They were like, yeah, they hey, go to hell. Condoleezza Rice, right? Well, they have one now, but back then they were like, hey, go to hell. You're not going to tell us what to do. Yeah, kind of like the California Club in Northern California. They oh. uh, officially will have women, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I've, uh, I've heard stories about that. Golf clubs are a weird thing. A lot of money, a lot of baked in prejudices. I don't know. Especially I, don't belong the, to a, I don't belong to a country club. Especially at this one. Yeah, look, I was going to make a bad joke. I'm going to hold off on that. All right. <laughs> Thank you
I just realized I did not lead in that sound with a headline, but Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has begun taping his episodes of Jeopardy. I think he's doing a two-week run, and uh, he gets trolled on the final Jeopardy question. The contestant, we, we don't know what the answer was, but this contestant uh, puts in his answer as who decided to kick that field goal and uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers takes it in stride. He uh, he's like, that's a good question, but unfortunately, it's not the right one. Uh, as you know, referencing the NFC Championship game where uh, they kicked the 26-yard field goal when they were down 31-23 with two minutes left. I like I, a, a contestant trolling Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy because typically speaking, they're like huge nerds. So I like that there was like a a, a nerdish guy who kind of knew what was going on enough to troll him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know if you know ahead of time that he's going to be your host. Yeah, but uh, I feel like they would. It's not that hard to brush up on a little Aaron Rodgers history, um, but I don't know. Typically, um, once again, though, it's like usually like a rocket scientist who hasn't seen a sporting event in like no. ten years. The fact that he could do that on the fly, pretty impressive. I've been I've been closely or loosely watching who the next host is going to be, and oh. they're, they're like, "Go!" I don't know who it is yet, Dr. but I Austin. think uh, maybe after this next basketball season, we can get this guy in to host a little bit. Thank you, thank you. James Harden would be a good uh, good host. Who would who would you want to watch host Jeopardy out of all of the NBA? Oh, oh, uh, pick an NBA player. I Active mean. Players. I- Okay, uh, I, oh, Kevin Durant. Seems controversial. Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm, I'm down with that too. Yeah. This has been the sports best program for Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant. I personally would like to throw my ring, and I'd like to see you Thanks for listening. See you next week.